Has the panic button officially been pushed on Bobby Witt Jr.? Lock on in as Matt and I fire up the old worryometer on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here with my co-host, Matthew Arnay. Yo, sorry, how you doing? Just getting all the show notes <laughs> prepped up. Yeah, Don't worry. Yeah, no, I- I, I kept it a little short there. I should have said, I, as as always, you know, my better half, partner in crime, yeah. best friend. I kept it a little short today. But, um, you know, once again, as always, guys, if you are, you know, uh, you can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we'll be there. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify, please give us a five-star rating and review if you could. We truly, truly appreciate it. It goes a long way to help the podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, you hit that little bell below. It subscribes you to the channel, gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode, and you don't want to miss any episodes because uh, we, we we give some great information over here. You don't want to miss it. But also on YouTube, please be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. And guys, on today's episode, as I mentioned at the top, Matt and I are firing up that old worryometer. And I think it's time to press that panic button on a few players here. And we got a lot of great names for you. So lock on in for the whole episode because you don't want to miss any of these names. But Matt, who are we leading with today? All right. We got Mr. Bobby Witt. We're not going to bury the lead on this. I mean, quite honestly, everybody's pretty much concerned about him. He hasn't been playing even up to par. Um, I mean, quite honestly, a 222 batting average on the year is kind of upsetting for us. We expected him to bounce back and kind of see what he did in the minors this year. I mean, year before and go up from that 250 average to now about a 270 280 is what at least where my expectation was for Bobby Witt. Um, quite honestly, I'm really disappointed in that front. Um, runs, home runs, ribbies, and stolen bases are there. I'm not too upset in that on that aspect of it. The counting stats are at least here with seven stolen bases on the year, four bombs, 17 runs, 10 ribbies. I feel like the runs and ribbies are going to come. The Kansas City as a team started off slow. And I think that personally, you know, they're going to start heating up. And then along with Bobby Witt's counting stats will follow. Uh, I just think that Bobby Witt is due for a bounce back. But here's the other side. I won't just give the positive side of what I think can happen. Here's the negative. Now, here's the sophomore gear. There's these things called sophomore slumps where, hey, we might see a bad first half or a bad full year from Bobby because people may have figured out what he was, how he was hitting last year, and he may not be make, making the adjustment yet. So we shall see how Bobby Witt pans out after the, the next two weeks. One thing that is encouraging, first hit of the game today, got a bombski. So that's encouraging that maybe we might see him start tearing off into the right direction. But who knows? Let's see what happens. I am about a three and a half, four on Bobby Witt right now in terms of the Wario meter. So we'll see if it keeps going in this, the, the downward trajectory, it's probably going to hit about a six. 
Um, and yeah, it's really just about it on Bobby Witt. Yeah, Matt. Uh, see, I I don't know if I'm being dramatic or not. I mean, you know, you could you could tell me if I'm being a little over dramatic. I might be at around like a six on Bobby Witt. He's he's been on the Oriometer show like I think about three four times at this point. And here's the thing, right? We we know Bobby Witt is good and the talent is there, but something something just hasn't clicked yet. And maybe it will click at some point, but it just it's not there yet over the first two years. And and here's my breakdown. He's hitting leadoff on a team that is seven and twenty-two. Is that's the Royals record? He's hitting leadoff, so the RBI opportunities are are definitely not going to be there at all. And the Royals themselves are second to last in all of baseball and RBIs total. The only team that is is lower than the Royals in RBIs is the Detroit Tigers, and the Royals only have five more RBIs than them as a team. So he's really not going to contribute in you know RBIs at all. Uh, the batting average is career so far 249. So I don't think he's going to be a plus batting average guy for the time being. Once again, something might click and he might, you know, set off like a house on fire because the talent is there. But let's talk about now what we've seen so far through his career. So that's already two categories that he's not going to have a lot of. Last year, he had 20 home runs. This year, through 30 games, you know, including today, he's got five. So, you know, that paces out to what maybe like another 20 home run, you know, season this year, which is kind of average at this point in, you know, the MLB. So he's not a plus in home runs either. So the only categories that he's really going to be plus in right 25. now. Is, yeah, tw- still 25. It's a little bit above average, but, you know, st- I mean, that's still not, that's not, that's, I'm not, I'm not, he's not a huge contributor in that category. I'm saying and 17 runs on the year's great seven seals. So he's going to be plus in two out of the five major categories. So it's where we drafted him, right? That's what got me worried about him a little bit more. He was going near the end of the first round, beginning of the second round this year, and everybody was like, you know, he's he's going to be the lord and savior of, you know, your fantasy baseball teams, and I'm, I'm just not seeing it so far. So once again, I'm Bobby Witt Jr. I'm at about a six at a moment, but you know what? He has a monster week this week, and I go right back down to like a two, you know, because the talent is there for a 23-year-old Bobby Witt Jr. But let's see where things go. Let's see where things go with the kid right now. I mean – you could always buy low, but I'm not I'm not giving up uh, tons of assets to go get Bobby Witt right now. Let's move on to another player that I'm actually pretty worried about, and it's, you know, one of my boys. It's Austin Riley. And, man, he started off the season pretty, pretty good. But, you know, I mean, let's talk about the last uh, week here for Riley has been, you know, absolutely putrid. And that's, uh, you know, on a doubleheader against the Mets, uh, I believe it was yesterday, two days ago, at this point when you're listening to it. He went one for nine over that stretch of two games. And, you know, I kind of brought his overall stats pretty far down over the last seven days. Austin Riley, one run, no home runs, one RBI, batting 130. Where am I at with, uh, you know, the young Austin Riley? <sighs> Maybe like a four at this point. You know, he has two seasons in a row of being very solid, you know, 30 plus, 33 plus home runs both years, 93 uh, RBIs plus both years. You know, combined, it was like a 280 batting average over the last two years. So I'm not super concerned about him yet, but the outlook here is a little bit tough. He actually is on a great team turned around, hitting third in that, you know, um, a great Atlanta Braves team with uh, Acuna having an MVP type year is the saving grace there for Austin Riley. So let's just see where things go with him. I'm about a three on Riley right now. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm maybe even a two. You know, we're talking about a month of baseball with somebody that just has done it. He's a younger player that's been around for, I think this is his fourth year and every year he's gotten better. So I think that Austin Riley still has a lot left in the tank and it's just waiting to be opened up. So we shall see. 
Um, let's move on here to a name that everybody's probably also worried about. Something I've touted all offseason, and I'm a little surprised at his production. And that is Mr. Luis Roberts. Uh, Luis Robert. You know what? I um, He started off the, the first week and a half like a bat out of hell, killing it. And then he kind of teetered off these last two weeks. You know, last two weeks is four runs in total, no home runs, two ribs, a stolen base bat in 116. It's really atrocious. Ah, it's just this last week dragged down his whole entire season numbers because on the season he has 14 runs, five home runs, 13 ribbies, a stolen base. And to be honest, before this week, he was batting almost 280. And now for the last two weeks, I mean, and now he's hitting 213 on the year is his total average. That's pretty bad. But I mean, I think this is more of a slump than a worryometer kind of kind of thing right now. If it goes on for another week or two, and then I'm seriously scared. But I just think Luis Robert is too talented to fail. Right now, he's one of those people. I'm if people are scared, I'm probably going out and putting a buy low bid on him. I really do like Luis Robert. And one thing I'm going to say is, you know, I need some wood. Um, we haven't had any soft tissue issues yet, so you know if this is the right course. You know, as it starts getting warmer in the ballparks, he should start warming up and things should start really getting grooving. Uh, this happens a lot once the weather starts getting even in the constant 65, 70 range. The ball not only starts flying out of the out of the field, but the players start getting a little bit more loose and a little bit more goose, and it just starts flying and it's just really nice. So I think Lewis Roberts is bound for an, a massive explosion very soon. So buy low on Luis Roberts. I'm not really worried at all. Did you throw a number out there, Matt, for the old worryometer with Robert? Let's say, let's say like a two. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, before I give my take on uh, Robert here, though, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It also monitors your spending and helps you lower all of your bills in one place. Try it free for 30 days. That's just enough time to try it and then completely forget about it. In fact, over 80% of people that have subscriptions, they forgot about and, you know, they waste a lot, a lot of money and you could be one of those people wasting money as well. So Rocket Money helps you uh, find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones you don't use. Do you know how much your subscriptions actually cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is a lot closer to 200 if you don't know exactly how much you're spending uh, spending on these subscriptions every month, you need Rocket Money. Are the rising prices of these subscriptions stressing you out? If you're looking for a way to cut those costs, you need to get Rocket Money now. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Also, we want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Please be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow where Matt and I, you know, get into things as usual and uh, have a lot of great fantasy baseball information for you. So let's get back into things here and I'll give my quick take on Luis Robert. I'm probably a little higher than you, Matt. I'm probably about a four here on Robert. And it's not so much the fact that I don't think he can be a good baseball player. He can be a great baseball player. You know, we were talking about how bad the Royals are. The White Sox are almost just as bad where, you know, their their record's 8-21. and There's no more Jose Abreu there to drive, you know, Luis Robert in. 
him and Eloy basically have to, you know, carry the carry the team there with, you know, Tim Anderson as well. And, you know, it's they're great three players, but, you know, that's really all the lineup has, not much more than that. So his run in RBI potential is kind of limited. And I don't know what's going on with him mentally, man. The other day he was having problems with, the, you know, the team in general where – he, he there was a ball he could have beat at the first base for a single and he just did not hustle hard on it that you know he he decided oh you know i think his excuse was that his legs were bothering him and he didn't tell the manager or anybody else you know any of the trainers or anything so he just didn't want to hurt himself i think that's some bs you know i think he just didn't want to do it so he got benched for the rest of that game and then they sat him down the you know the next game as well He's going to be back out there the rest of the week, though, and they moved him down in the lineup to fifth. He was hitting leadoff or third, you know, pretty much the whole season here. I mean, he's got the talent. He had, you know, 30-30 season in the minors. You know, his uh, breakout, you know, 2021 campaign was pretty solid, but he's been hurt so much in his career, too. I know Matt Knox, I know what I should do it as well. But man, I'm just I'm 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 a little bit worried about Luis Robert. You know, I'm, I'm throwing I'm throwing a four on him. But let's uh let's move on to our next guy here, and this is a stud, man. This is a guy who's drafted really high, tough position, and it's Nolan Arenado, another team that's just kind of been a mess with the you know that St. Louis Cardinals team that everybody thought was gonna go out there and be you know the the darling of the NL Central, but they're in last place. They're behind the Reds, the Pirates, the Cubs, the Brewers. It, it's actually amazing to be honest. Nolan's a great player, but he's off to you know a struggle. Let me read you his uh his, I'll even give you his season long stats at this point. 28 games for Nolan, 113 at bats, 11 runs, only three doubles, only two bombs, only 14 RBIs. And he's hitting, you know, a lowly, lowly, lowly 239. Man, I, I can't give you a good reason besides, you know, the Cardinals themselves are just struggling. And um, I think maybe as, you know, Nolan and Goldie and the rest of the team start picking things up, uh, he might he might just, you know, get back into it. But I, I would say as of today, two and a half, three for Nolan Arenado. This keeps up for another two weeks. That's going to raise up to about, you know, a five. He is it was 32 years old, which isn't, you know, super old. But I'm, I'm a little worried here about Nolan. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I am no, I am worried, but I still I'm going to go with the talent and the proof is in the pudding with Nolan yeah, Arenado, yeah. Okay. where I'm going to just be, you know, just going to have to ride it out. I mean, third base isn't great anyway. So, I mean, even if you were like, oh, OK, let me capitalize the name and sell him all he has value. Who are you going to get in return? That's yeah. the thing. So, like, I mean, he's still going to be better, even if he has his worst year. Where we go back two years ago, his first year on St. Louis, that's still better than most of the third basemen that that's out there anyway. So, Nolan Arenado is just Nolan Arenado. Yeah, we may we may have a bust scenario based off of where we had to pay for him in the draft, but overall, he's still a good third baseman and all reliable. So, with this, it's proof in the the proof is in the pudding. Let's move on to another third baseman. And one, you know, I love throwing shade on, so let's have fun with this one. <laughs> Alex Bregman. Um, Alex Bregman, not doing so good. It's not good. It ain't looking pretty. And quite honestly, ooh, it's ugly. Um, through 98 at bat, uh, through, through 110 at bats, he has 17 runs, three bombs, 13 ribs, batting 218. This last week, he's batting .095. Um... Last two weeks, he has six runs, one home run, six ribs, batting 250. That's better than my boy Luis. I'm not even going to try and throw shade. But why am I hating Alex Bregman over Luis Robert? And why am I more worried about Alex Bregman? 
It's because Alex Bregman is who he is. Luis Robert has upside. And Alex Bregman was being overly drafted. And he had a name. I get it. And again, he's still better than most third basemen out there too. So this is where like, hey, I got to be reasonable and level-headed. But what I'm telling you is you're probably overpaid just based off of the fact that we thought he had a little bit more in the tank, at least as a community, not me. So here's the thing. I think last year was indicative of what we're probably going to see. About a 250 to 259 batting average. I think those 270, 80, 90 years are done. Um, uh, we're going to see the ribbies are going to be there as long as Houston stays hot and he can stop letting leaving guys on base. Um, the 93 runs are going to be there because he's going to be driven in anytime he goes on base. Um, the 38 doubles, I think that's going to come down. The home runs, I think it's like 20 to 23 like he had last year. So like those big stack numbers from Alex Bregman, I think are gone. I think that he's more of like, um, you know, the last of Mohegans is like what Dom likes to say of like guys that are just, you just know what you're going to get. You just know who Alex Bregman is. That upside, I think that we were all expecting and why he was higher in the draft is now gone for me. This kind of proves it for me. I'm about like a six in terms of that, but in terms of, am I like panicking that, oh my God, I have a terrible third baseman? Absolutely not. But in terms of anybody who thought he can kind of break that ceiling and bounce back to that 2019 year, um, I think that that ship has sailed. The jury's out on that one. And, uh, you know, just it is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not as worried about Bregman as you are. I think I, I gave Nolan like a two and a half, a three. So I think I'm going Bregman like a three and a half to four. So just a little bit more worried about him than I am about Nolan Arenado. I, I just want to throw this out there. I think. Bregman's more of a second half kind of guy because last year in the second half is where he really did most of his damage. Last year in the second half, uh, 67 games for Alex Bregman, 237 at bats, 47 runs, 12 home runs, 47 RBIs, and he hit 287 over that time. So, my as, as you mentioned with Robert, you know, and it kind of goes for almost everybody, you know, at this point. When the weather gets warmer, ball goes a little further, you know, guys get a little bit more loose, a little bit, you know, more into their you know, prepping their, they're seeing pitchers a little bit better. And one super reassuring thing for Bregman is that he's still seeing the ball. Well, 21 walks to 15 strikeouts for Bregman on the year. So I, you, you love to see that. And uh, once again, I'm not super, super worried about him, but am I going out there and buying Alex Bregman right now? No, probably not. But if you got him, stay the course. Don't definitely don't drop him and don't sell him for, for, you know, uh, uh, too, too cheap. Let's move on to another guy here. And uh, Matt, looks like yeah, one of your bold prediction is doing okay so far. And that's uh, Mr. Dylan Cease. Now, Dylan Cease had that one big start and we were all like, oh, you know, Dylan Cease, he, he's he's the man, he's a god. And it was um, actually his first start of opening day against the Astros. He went uh, 6.1 innings, 10 strikeouts, uh, gave up one run, and he had an 3 2 uh, whip. After that, he had a couple of good starts, but his last two starts, you know, Cease uh, has not been good. They were both against Tampa Bay, though, so maybe Tampa Bay had something, you know, figured out there against him. Could be the case. But, you know, the last two weeks, it's uh, eight innings pitched, eight Ks, 10-1-3 ERA, and a 2-2-5 whip for Dylan Cease. So, you know, it's it's uh, been a bit of a tough going here for him. Let's even give you guys real quick um, his season total numbers. Are 30 innings, 37 Ks, two wins, 415 ERA, 138 whip. Whip is something I'm always worried about when it comes to Dylan Cease. 
I'm about a five. I'm about a five with Dylan Cease right now because it could swing either way. It could swing that he, you know, he he regains his form and he becomes a top twenty pitcher, or it could swing the other way. You know, as my brother Matt, uh, you know, made that bold prediction at the beginning of the year, he can wind up being like a top 40, 35 pitcher, which is definitely not what you paid for him. Yeah, but before I give you my take on that on Dylan Cease and the rest of the guys we have coming up. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball and marketplace transforming fans into owners. With officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams, unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience. Collecting, buying, selling, and competing with players player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards. There's no cost to play. So Rare recently partnered with MLB stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in so rare current brand campaigns and will engage with the so rare community throughout the MLB season. Here, um, head to so rare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S O R A R E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, start competing today and win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to uh, to get started today and start playing and those awesome rewards are mlb experiences um i think there's some jerseys some memorabilia whole bunch of cool stuff out there if you do hit the hit the noggin and start winning some prizes here you get really good at it so so rare is really cool i'm pretty addicted to it myself all right and now i'll give you my take on mr dylan cease here so here's the deal um yeah it's been a tough outing against tampa bay you know i can't really hate on him there right you know with a 13-5 and a 6-7-5 he went out against baltimore they're like middle of the pack they're hit or miss on the day you get them you're minnesota they've been again and then san francisco and they haven't been hot and then houston he had his first game against houston that's where like oh god i thought my bull prediction was crazy so like next up he's got minnesota again so he's probably not going to have a bad bad start against them i'm going to be straight up that's tomorrow when you guys are listening to this. And then we'll see what happens moving forward. I foresee a good a good good outing next week. So here's what I would do. The second we start seeing a strong like a, a serious amount of like tough matchups, I might want to dump them. We'll see. Um here's the reason why and this so I'm going to back up the truth here. So his wit, uh, not only is his ERA a 4.15 on the year. You know what his FIP is? A 4.12. FIP is a predictive predictive spat, stat that tells you how the player would do with an average or above average defense you know it just straight pitching how that goes so he's right on par with this terrible era and fip so he's telling me this is what he's doing this is his real flat line era so it tells me something's off and i think i hit it on the head we'll see what happens maybe we'll see that resurgence but i don't know if i want to be on that so if he has a great start i may want to think about selling him and you probably could cash out for something nice like Musgrove is looking really, really looking like he's having a slow start. Um, you might be able to go and scoop up a couple guys with Musgrove just to dump off last year's Cy Young winner. So you know it's just something Damn. to do here. You would really do that? You would you would take Musgrove for Cease? I don't think I do that. I had him ranked lower. I mean, I had Cease lower going into the season anyway. Damn that that that's crazy to me. If it wasn't for the injury for Musgrove, it, he would have Musgrove would have been a top twenty pitcher for me. So where do, where do you got Cease on the Moriometer? It sounds like you got him kind of high. About a six. Fair, uh, enough, fair enough. I mean, I mean, quite honestly, this is the perfect time. Like he's going to have a good start against against Minnesota, in my opinion. 
you know, and then I see the reds on the back end, but I don't think he's going to get that start. So I couldn't see that far ahead, but I could probably predict that next matchup may be tough. And it might be the perfect time to just dump him. It's a pump and dump kind of situation, you know. But let's Fair move enough. on here. We gave a lot on Dylan Cease, but I feel like that was a name we needed to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about Mr. Julio Urias. I've probably butchered that name, but I don't really care. Um, here on the show, we don't pronounce pronunciate names. Just a heads up, ladies and gentlemen. So you can leave oh, your okay. comments, but I'm not going to change on that one. Oh. <laughs> anyway. He had about he had a few bad starts, unfortunately. Um, you know, yesterday against Pittsburgh, but it seems like you know maybe they have some cameras pointing at home plate, stealing signals, <laughs> taking a page. Um, I don't know. I didn't hear any banging of the trash cans or anything, but they're just doing some crazy stuff. So they're hitting everybody. So that's to be expected. And then again, the Cubs right back to back on this one, where like uh, again, I don't know what's up with the Cubs, but they're hitting again. They're they're they seem to be more of like a not a walk in the park anymore. It ain't like a layup of a of a matchup. But besides those two, he lit up the Cubs last time, only gave up a 318 ERA. San Francisco at San Francisco, which is always a great park to pitch in, 1-5. Colorado, nowhere in runs. Arizona, Arizona, who's been pretty decent this year, only had a 3 ERA. I am not really too concerned about, about Urias at, at all. He's probably about a 1. Um, he's going against Philly tonight. I think that tonight he keeps Philly um you know in check and doesn't allow any uh, runs while he's in the in the game so we'll just see what happens here and uh Urias should be just fine in my opinion what do you, what do you, what's the number on him did you throw out a number oh no well, you did say one you did say one uh i don't know i think bryce harper takes him deep tonight i think bryce harper is first game back i think he goes deep off julio he probably goes it on presley because presley's been oh wait no yeah. wrong team um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know up. I'll say with Julio, I'm I'm about a two or a three. I will just say this is just so out of character for a guy over 107 career starts has a 290 ERA. It's just very uncharacteristic. I mean, his FIP is is higher than the ERA, but I mean, I, I don't know something something's up here. He's got to right the ship, and I, I think he will. This is a great time to buy it low on uh, Julio Urias, and I would just say. Uh, two, two. I'm about a two on him. Uh, go out there and get him while you can. I, I think he writes the ship and he, you know, winds up being fantastic. Guy's 26 year old, uh, in the prime of his career. He's he's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to one of our, uh, you know, our, our team, our New York Yankees, and talk about uh, nasty Nestor Cortez. And he's he's kind of been a little bit uh mediocre here so far to start, you know, um, things off with um. Let me just uh, transition here if my computer wants to work with me. Okay, so let's uh, let's give you his on the year numbers uh, for Nasty Nestor on the year: thirty three innings pitched, three wins, thirty five Ks, four nine one ERA. But the WHIP still looks pretty good at a one one eight. And uh, you know, it's a couple of blow up outings recently here against Texas. Uh, you know, Nasty Nestor got you know kind of lit up, gave up uh, seven runs, so that kind of tarnished his numbers. And then against Minnesota before that, he was pretty bad as well. But I think Nasty Nestor writes the ship. I think when he's healthy, he's hit top 20, 25 caliber. He's shown it over the last, um, you know, two seasons before this one that he's capable of being an elite talent, a starting pitcher. Uh, you know what? I don't know if he goes sub three ERA again this year, but hey, if he has like a 3 2 3 3 with over a K per nine, decent amount of wins on that New York Yankees team. And the whip is definitely going to be, you know, above average. You got another guy I'm, I'm buying on right now. I would definitely buy on Nasty Nestor. Yeah, for sure. I, he's going to write the ship. I think if anything, he's going to just start off slow. You know, uh, he did pitch a lot of innings last year with including the playoffs. So, you know, yeah. 
it's one of it's one of those things where he could just be like you know a little hungover and it'll start you know greasing as the weather gets warm for him. I'm not really too concerned about a two on him too. Yeah, and move. don't forget, he he had that injury coming into the year that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, so he's probably a little bit behind most other starting pitchers. Right, exactly. I, you know what? Great point. All right, let's move on here to somebody I'm really worried about. Mr. Kodai Sang got mad at a seven with him. And here's the reason why. Um, it's really not great. So he lit up Washington. He did a great job against probably the worst team in all of baseball right now um, with seven Ks and a 3-6 ERA, which still isn't wonderful with a 1-8 whip. That's really freaking high. Um and then he goes to San Francisco, which is one of the easiest parks to pitch in. And he has a 7-2-0 ERA. Um, great job there, bud. Um, with a 1-8 whip, by the way. What are you doing? And then he goes to Oakland, another really great park to pitch in. Another 7-71 ERA with a 2-3-6 whip. Got the case. I mean, that's great. Good job. But you didn't even get the win. So, like, what are you doing here? Um and then, you know, he pitches great against Miami, who has no offense except for Jazz Chisholm twice, and he has two good starts. So, yeah, that's to be expected. But, I mean, man, dude, like, you're going to two kind of not-so-great teams, like Oakland and San Francisco, with the bonus of being in a pitcher's park. I'm kind of worried. I'm, like, at a seven right now because I really thought he'd probably be better. I figured we'd be seeing this in the second half, and I'd be telling you to sell high before it all went to hell. But, unfortunately, it's going to hell first, and it's just maybe this is just going to be a flop. Or maybe he adjusts. So you have two options here. You can wait until somebody drops him because he's at 82% owned when before going into the season, he was at 94%. Um, So, you know, that's one thing going bad for him. Uh, And then two, I mean, it just, or you could kind of trade for him and buy low with like, I don't know, somebody picked off the waiver wires today. After you listen to this episode, send them a trade and they might just do it. I'll give you a cup, cup of yogurt and a bottle of water for, for Sanga. I don't know. I'm probably keeping the water. You can have the yogurt. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, like it, this is one of those things where, hey, it's either you kind of you, you pick him up, you hold him completely unless he's playing, you know, Washington or Miami and wait for him to kind of go or, you know, you just move on. You know, it just it is what it is. Kodai Sanga is just not really for me at this point. I'm at, like I said, I'm at a seven. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on Sanga. I'm right there with you. Uh, if if not a seven and eight, even with Sanga, uh, as as Matt said, I, my true true thought was is that he was going to come out here and light up, you know, um, the Americans because when coming over, we didn't really have a lot of tape and information on him. And guess what, though? I mean, his first two starts were actually very you know serviceable against both against Miami. Well, we know Miami isn't isn't a very good baseball team. But then, you know, he went up against another couple of bad teams, got rocked. So I think the tape might be out on him. And I don't know if you guys, uh, you know, you guys listening, how long you've been watching baseball, how long you've been playing fantasy baseball. I don't know if you remember a guy named Daisuke Matsuzaka who came over, you know, from, you know, the Asians, you know, as well. And he kind of just crapped the bed, was never lived up to the hype. He was at the time, he was, you know, um, one of the best pitchers over there. And he was like married to like the Britney Spears of, you know, Japan or whatever. And he came over and just crapped the bed and wasn't good. Looks like could be the same thing over here with Senga, man. You know, um, honestly, I'm giving up on him. Honestly, if he's bad over his next two starts, he's probably a drop for me. Uh, we got one last name left. We'll keep it super short with him. It's uh, you know, if you listen to the podcast, the meter is 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 not running right now. The meter's broken. 
But the thing is, is the stuff is still great. His stuff still looks very good. You know, his velocity's up, but the numbers on the year over five starts for, you know, Reed Detmers, 485 ERA, 26 innings, 31 Ks, 138 whip. I'm about a five and a half on him. Let's see where it goes. Cause like I said, the stuff looks good, but you know, it, it could be, you know, in a couple of weeks from now, same thing could wind up being a drop because he's not somebody that you pay too much for. And you can move on to the next hot hand. Cause there's a lot of those guys out there. Yeah. And I mean, he Detmers got lit up against um, Milwaukee, which I mean, they've been all right. They've been hit hot and cold here. And then he got lit up against Toronto Another another really good offense, but other than that, I mean, Seattle he was able to hold himself under a four to three eight six, Boston about a two eight four, and Kansas City a three eighteen has just been cold. So I mean, with seven seven and six, and he's doing at least a K for nine, if not more. So I'm about like a four. I'm hoping that he can kind of be almost matchup proof coming hopefully soon. He's missing the turn against St. Louis, but he might get the turn against the Texans, which then I don't know if I'm actually rolling him out there or not. Um, let's see what happens at right now. I am yeah, about a four or five. And if, you know, another bad start against a good team and I'm probably going to drop them because for what it is, there's other guys out there that I'd probably have over him that I can trust as almost matchup proof, or at least get a better, get better performance out of him when I'm playing the matchup game at this point and he can become a stream candidate, but that's it on Detmers. Dom, take it away, boy. Yes, guys, that is all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. A lot of great information on there. And thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We'll be back tomorrow with a new episode doing our normal Locked On Fantasy Baseball thing. So make sure you lock on with us for that episode. But until then, see you. Peace.